Welcome to Exploring Possibilities. I'm your host, Cheryl Sitz. Since 2012, Mario Rosales of Tech Life Balance and I have been airing inspiring, insightful conversations with all kinds of change agents who are raising the vibration on our planet. It's the intention of our show to explore possibilities and shift perspectives in holistic, spiritual ways. You'll hear how various industry experts discover and share their deepest passions to make a bigger difference in the world. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. And do me a favor, please come back and rate the show so that new people can find us. We'll introduce our next guest in just a moment. Have you ever gone to a social media seminar and you have the online experts telling you, get a blog, get a website, get on social media, all this other stuff. By the time you're done with that seminar, that online expert is very good at frying your brain. The funny part is, you come back home, you get in front of the computer, and you're lost. Hi, I am Mario with Tech Life Balance. I see this all the time. You spend so much money and still don't know what is going on with your online presence. And you know, you probably don't need all of that. Let me go ahead and translate geek to english for you and show you what you really need, because you don't need it all. You probably only need a few components. You have a great message out there and I would like to hear it, and I definitely want to help you put it out there. I am Mario Rosales with TechLifeBalance.net. I produce this podcast because I love distributing messages. Let me help you distribute your message. Hi, it's your host, Cheryl Sitz. And when I'm not doing this podcast, I enjoy offering live or remote coaching sessions to help my clients explore their possibilities. Maybe you have a physical pain and you've never really gotten to the emotional root cause. Wouldn't it be nice to be free of that? We can do that together. We can also explore what it is you really want or what's really holding you back and get rid of that too. There's lots we can do together. Contact me, CherylSitz.com. Now on with the show. Today's guest is a featured author on Elephant Journal. I found her there and loved what she was writing about, reached out, and I'm so grateful that Annabelle Blythe is making time to join us today. She's a Canadian writer, poet, yoga instructor, and holistic coach, and her mission and values really deeply mirror my own. She believes in empowering others to heal ourselves and master our physical and emotional well-being. She walks the talk and lives with her heart wide open. You can find her online at AnnabelleBlythe.com and on our show today. Welcome, Annabelle. Ah, thanks for having me. Thanks for being with us today and making time in your calendar. I hardly know where to start. I love all the stuff that you write about, and you publish quite a bit through Elephant Journal, don't you? Yes, yeah, I'm currently a featured author there, so they're my main squeeze at the moment. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. <laughs> I love the stuff that they yeah. have in their in their articles, so I'm really... Yeah, they're a great company. They are. They're wonderful. Their whole team has been extremely supportive, so I love working with them. That's so good to hear. I haven't had a featured author on before, so I haven't really gotten that feedback about them, but I'm glad to know that they take care of their writers. Definitely, definitely. Well, tell me a little bit about how you came to a place where you decided you like to write so much and that you have so much wisdom to share. Have you always been writing like this? And have you always been on a path of enlightenment? Or was there a shift for you somewhere? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a tricky one. I mean, I've been writing since I wrote a lot as a kid. Like as a very little child, I remember in grade one, <laughs> we had to, we had some little assignment where we had to write like a little story about like a princess or something silly. I remember it was something to do with like a fairy tale and a castle and a princess. <laughs> and everyone had to write this little story for some reason. And everyone's was like one little page 
or like half a page and mine was like 10 pages long (laughs) and the teacher (laughs) made me read it to the whole class because I just went on and on and on and was just like writing just way too much for what was needed. (laughs) (laughs) So I think it was always sort of an outlet for me. My first ever email address was annielovedhorses.hotmail.com but my password (laughs) was I love to write. So I think that was something that was always kind of there. Yeah. And then I forgot about it and I sort of dropped it. I mean, I guess I got to my sort of teenage years and that's always a messy time for everyone. And I think I just sort of lost touch with myself a little bit and didn't really have much of direction and had sort of that sort of like teenage confusion that people do have. And it wasn't until a couple years ago, really, that I started to think about writing again. Um, And it just sort of, it came to me at a point in my life where I was processing a lot of change. Mm -hmm. And I think there was sort of like a bigger shift going on in my life where I was tired of being unhappy and living a life that I didn't enjoy. And writing came back out as this thing that I used to really love in a way that I could use it to process my experiences. And yeah, only really in the past eight months or so that I've thought to share my processing and my experiences with other people through writing for Elephant Journal and making this more of a public thing rather than just something I do in my own time. So Um, what kind of feedback have you gotten since you've been doing it this so publicly? Oh, it's been incredible, actually. Um, Not a lot of negative feedback, which has been really surprising to me. Because what I write is very personal. And the closest thing I've gotten to something negative has been people being like, I don't know why you would share this, or I don't know why you would be so open. Um, But yeah, so much wonderful positive feedback. I got um, most of my feedback has come from an article I wrote uh, about my experience with pelvic inflammatory disease which is kind of like a sexually transmitted thing and talking about my experience being diagnosed and the shame I received from doctors and nurses and how I sort of processed that. And it took me about a year to kind of come to terms with that whole experience. And then I wrote that article, spent a little time wondering if I wanted to share it, ended up sharing it. And I still get emails about that one. And I wrote that maybe like six months ago now. Um, So many people reaching out saying that they resonated with what I wrote or what I've written about has kind of been like a jumping point for them to be able to talk about their experience or come to terms with things that they haven't even been honest with themselves about, which I think is really powerful Uh, because often people won't talk to, like it's one thing to not speak to your friends or your family or your peers or whatever about something difficult going on, but a lot of people don't even speak to themselves about what's going on and we can kind of hide things on a really deep level. Um, And a lot of the response to my work has been people being like, oh, you reminded me something that I was kind of ignoring that was going on in my life. And it's funny, a lot of people will just reach out to me and share whatever they're going through. And they won't even really ask for my opinion or like they won't be asking me a question. They'll just be telling me what's up. (laughs) You're so open. You help them open. I think that's a beautiful gift that you have. wonderful but it's just it's kind of funny because sometimes I just respond to people being like thanks for sharing like I nothing really to say because they haven't asked me anything it's just sort of like this is my response to your openness so I'm just gonna be really open with you right now Uh, and I think that's really wonderful because I think a lot of people in this time in the world when we're so kind of connected 
but also very disconnected. Uh, a lot of people are sort of starving for that. Yes, I agree Human with you. connection. Yes. And sort of like actual real openness rather than just sharing edited versions of our lives. I had another guest on the show a while back. Her name's Diane Goldie, and she had done a very public share as she was disrobing as part of a project that was going on in Europe. She, As she took off an article of clothing at a time, she talked about the shame of our bodies and sexual abuse and all of that. And one oh. of the things that she shared on the show is because she was so vulnerable, and this, what you said is reminding me of this, she said people will just reach out to her and tell her their deepest, darkest whatever, and she doesn't even know them. And she, she's like, I don't even know how to respond to these people, but I guess they're just showing me that <laughs> if I'll be that vulnerable, I'll get it back, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, I've heard this from so many people who share really openly, whether it's writing or in their artwork or whatever it is they do, uh, a lot of people will just get this, where people will reach out to them and just be vulnerable and open and not really want anything in return. They just kind of see that person as like a space where it's safe to do that. So then they just kind of reach out. <laughs> and there's nothing, it's like, sometimes I feel like I don't even need to respond to these people. It's just like, oh, yeah, I hear you. Thank you for sharing. And exactly, that's, that's all that needs to be said sometimes. I think it creates a space that, like you said, we are all hungry for. I've done as much as I've been comfortable with up to this point. I mean, I've shared about my ayahuasca ceremonies in Peru, and I've shared about my sexual abuse. And as I blog about these things, people, I, I get the same responses you're talking about. Some people are like, why would you even want feel comfortable to put that out there? And other people are saying, thank you, you create a space where I don't feel so ashamed or alone anymore. And that's kind of the yeah. point. I think it's really beautiful. And I mean, in a way, privacy is sort of dead, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> yes. everything is so open. So I don't if I mean, people share so much about their lives these days, like little intimate moments, whether it's like a picture of their lunch or whatever. So why not just share something real yeah. that people can actually connect with? If you're going to share everything anyways, yeah. why not share what actually matters? <laughs> Yes, exactly. Well, and I think I'm a generation ahead of you. It looks like from our pictures anyway, because I'm I'm 50. So I know people from my generation and before my generation are the ones that usually come up to me and say, how, how would you even want to put that out there about your sexual abuse and stuff? Well, the younger generation seems to thankfully get it. I think we're done hiding all of our dirty laundry in the closet. And it's time to bring this stuff out, air it out and realize that we all got this stuff and there's nothing to be ashamed of or hide from. It's time to clean it out and move on, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Everyone has this stuff. Like everyone has something, you know, Yeah. <laughs> everyone has something that they're scared to share. Everyone has something that has caused them pain or something that they're repressing. And um, I think it's so important to let these things move through us. And when we kind of stuff them down and ignore them and don't talk about them or it's not that I think every single person has to be as open and vulnerable publicly like I do. I don't think that's necessary, but I think the most important thing is that people are open and vulnerable with themselves and with the people around them yes. and aren't afraid to speak up when they feel like they need to speak up. Um, because when we ignore these things that are these big emotional traumas or events or whatever it is, um, they, they stick around in our bodies and in our minds and it becomes this kind of like energetical block and we end up sick or depressed or anxious or whatever it is, or just generally unhappy. And so many people are just kind of generally restless and not, 
feeling fulfilled, but really it's just they're ignoring so many things. And I think if people were just more honest with themselves about their experience or what they might be hiding, um, then we can move through these things and they don't have to define us. Like, I'm not going to always talk about my, like, particular negative experiences I've had in the past because a lot of them I've processed now, so I don't feel the need to talk about them anymore. It's not that we need to keep revisiting these old wounds. It's just that I think it's really important to speak things as they come up so they don't kind of fester under the surface and turn into this big ugly thing that we keep just trying to pile more and more and more on top of, whether it's through distractions or kind of overdoing it. Like, I I think this is where a lot of like addiction comes in. Um, A lot of it's just like a cover up in my personal experience. Um, I think it's just if people were more honest and real, maybe we'd have less of these sort of emotional imbalances and disease and all these things. Are you familiar with um, Louise Hayes? Yes, I love her work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reading her book like maybe five, six years ago was such a such a game changer. Yes, <laughs> it was such an eye opener to think like, oh, emotions manifest as disease. Exactly. <laughs> and it's just true. It's just true. Like whenever I get sick now, I have like a little book by her that says kind of different areas of the body and what they might be corresponding to emotionally. And it's always just so spot on, even if I'm kind of like in denial about it. Right. <laughs> I'll read it and then I'll be like, okay, yeah. <laughs> yes. I just blogged about that today about, you know, yeah. if we if we pay attention to what our body is trying to tell us, the message that's hiding mm. in the pain and invite it to communicate with us and invite our our spirit guides to help us interpret we can get so much more information about what's going on and it can actually move through us and be gone instead of medicating and trying not to feel it which only prolongs it and makes it get worse right yeah and then we just have to pile more stuff on top of it and (laughs) it's just like this endless cycle whereas if we deal with things as they come up then they can just move through us and then we don't have to like keep talking about it well, and I haven't taken, I mean, I've, I can count on one hand the number of times I've taken anything for anything in my body in the last few years, ever since I've been living a more conscious life and really walking that talk. I didn't learn about all of this until probably five years ago about pain manifesting in the body or any of that. And it moves through so quickly on its own. And as things accelerate, it seems to move even faster if we'll just yeah. wake up and, and ask the right questions. Yeah, yeah. I used to, like, when I, I mean, I've always had a very kind of sensitive immune system physically. But when I used to get sick, for whatever reason, I would get like really sick and just be totally knocked out. And it would take me like sometimes weeks or months to fully recover. Now it's like I don't get as sick. And when I do, it's usually like I'm very aware of why I'm sick. <laughs> like I just moved to Los Angeles. And it was a really big move and a really big kind of like emotional thing and dealing with a lot of stuff in my life in terms of like relationships and friendships and there's just a ton of things going on right now and I was moving and like just changing time zones and like that kind of stress on your body and I got super sick when I arrived yeah I was here maybe 24 hours and I just came down with this like crazy flu stomach bug like just the worst (laughs) everything just like coming out of my body Uh and I was just stuck at home doing nothing mm-hmm. but really my body just wanted rest and it was like okay like too much is going on you need to kind of slow it down and process this experience because you're rushing through it right and that was kind of the message and then I just kind of 
took a couple of days and didn't do a lot and slept a lot and thought about everything that was going on and then I felt better. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. It wasn't this like long drawn out thing and now it's like like whenever I get a cold or whenever I'm just not feeling great, whatever it is, I know that there's something emotional there that I'm ignoring. Because our bodies are really smart and they send us these really loud messages and I once had someone kind of describe it to me where it's like your body will first give you like a little tap on the shoulder and be like, hey, like you should pay attention to this and that tap on the shoulder might be like a little cold. And then if you're not paying attention, then maybe it'll start like hitting you with a bat or something. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Like, hey, hey, listen to me and like speaking a little bit louder. And then eventually, if you're still not listening, it'll just knock you completely out. And that's when people get these big diseases, I think. Right. I agree Um, with you. Yeah. I think it's all emotional. It is all emotional. emotional. And, you know, when you were talking about your move, I think it's twofold. It's partly to stop us. Oftentimes, like I had, I started my year that way too. I was literally stopped and put on the tub and in soaking baths (laughs) and totally taking care of myself for a month, which is a long time to me for something to hang on. But the way I learned how to take care of myself and listen to my body and there were emotions that wanted to move through me. And by being that stopped and that attentive, as an emotion came up, I just felt it and expressed it and let it go. I did a lot of writing. So I was going to kind of ask you, kind of tee into that. How does your writing parallel the kinds of things that are going on in your life? Is that your inspiration for the writing that you do? Or do you kind of process first and then write? How does that work? Oh, completely. I write as I'm processing. It's how I process things often. Like, usually I will share things after the fact. Like, I try not to write something when I'm super emotional and immediately share it. I think sometimes that can be like a little bit too vulnerable. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm always writing whenever I'm going through anything and writing about it. And then maybe I'll share it in the next couple of days or maybe a week later or a month later or whenever I feel it's appropriate to share. But yeah, I mean, everything I write is nonfiction. It's all about my life and my experiences. So there's nothing that doesn't come out in that way at some point. <laughs> well, it's that's like my good. best processing tool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I find the same thing. I journal a lot, blog a lot, and it does. It really yeah. helps sometimes to me to put language to it is is the first ability I have to actually get clear on it because trying to put it into words, I'm yeah. like, wow, yeah, that's exactly what that was. But then I've also mm-hmm. started a creative painting project on my own where I go and just paint and I don't care what it looks like I just need to move stuff out that I can't put words to do you ever find that there's feelings that you can't put into words definitely definitely that's really I mean all the time (laughs) (laughs) good it's not just me (laughs) it's definitely not just you that's where for me that's where movement comes in I feel very drawn to like when I can't express something like right now if you could see me I'm kind of moving my hands around I talk with my hands (laughs) (laughs) when I can't express something in words I have to like physically move it from my body yeah whether that's yoga or here in Los Angeles it's amazing because I can just go for a hike or uh, swimming or whatever it is like the physical kind of release is really wonderful and then I find if I can't put it into words if I have some sort of physical release then the words will show up yes Mm -hmm. yes me too yeah yeah, that's really beautiful. So what are some of your favorite things to write about? Some of my favorite things to write about? I just love writing about what's real, just whatever's happening. I mean, 
it's kind of funny because now that I'm writing for Elephant Journal and I can see how, obviously, how well or not well my articles do. <laughs> maybe like only a couple hundred people read them or maybe like hundreds of thousands of people read them. Like mm-hmm. it's so varied. So it's been funny to watch myself as this process grows and as more people are reading my work and seeing what people are drawn to and then kind of being tempted like, oh, maybe I should write more like that or maybe I should write another poem about love because this one that I wrote about love did really well and then I kind of get into that little game but (laughs) at the end of the day I'm never going to do that because I'm only going to write what is happening right now so if right now I don't want to write some sappy love poem because I'm feeling heartbroken like I'm not going to write a sappy love poem (laughs) so I just I my favorite thing to write about is whatever is happening and whatever is real for me in the moment um and then however it's received is well, and kind you, of none of my business. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, you know, and two, I guess what I'm hearing, and it's funny because I do the same thing to some extent. I mean, I we really do get into those numbers, right? Like, oh, that one only got five likes or a thousand views or what? And yeah. and yet we don't know who those people were or the difference that it made for those people. And so now that I'm listening to you talking, I'm going, but yeah, you don't know how deeply it reached them. So isn't it funny how <laughs> we think the numbers matter? And I'm sitting here going, they really don't because it's I all about making that. a difference, isn't it? Wherever. Of course, of course. <laughs> sometimes, I mean, like sometimes I'll write something and only a few hundred people will read it and I'll be like, oh, well, that's swapped. But then I'll get <laughs> a message from someone being like, hey, I read this and it really kind of sparked this in me or this really moved me in this way or whatever. So, I mean, it's always reaching someone, yeah. even if the people don't reach out. Like, I just, I believe that when you share things that are real, like someone's affected, even if they don't take the time to communicate that it still is happening or else it wouldn't like it just wouldn't be read at all you know right it would have zero shares instead of (laughs) five (laughs) well i have to say at this point so this show is also produced by mario rosales who is my business mentor and my better half and all of those things. And from the beginning, when we started talking about podcasts, and he brought me online from I was in radio broadcasting, I wrote for to send into magazines or whatever, it it was none of this digital stuff. So he really brought me kicking and screaming into all this digital technology. (laughs) And now I love what I do. But you know, all this time, he's been telling me the numbers don't matter. Don't don't get focused on that. You're losing the point. And I'm always like, yeah, whatever. Well, ever since we've been having this conversation, he's just sitting over here with this really smug smile on his face, like, fine. Finally, she gets it. <laughs> it's tough. I mean, like, I bounce back and forth in this in my head every single day. Yeah. Where I'll get really frustrated and be like, oh, like, why didn't people respond to that one? Like, I really, really like that one. Yes. But then it doesn't matter. Like, if, I, if I'm if i doing work that I enjoy, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's one person or a million. <laughs> you know? Exactly. It's just. At the end of the day, if you can't, if you're not doing something that you're enjoying, then what's the point? Yes, exactly. And, you know, they did a Black Mirror episode about social media and this girl just going crazy over likes and then they they took it to the extreme. But we really are living in that age where people are, there is so much attention paid to how many likes and how many shares and how many views and and we can drive ourselves crazy. In your brain. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. They've looked at people's brains as they kind of hear their phones beep or whatever they see that like and it's 
an addiction. <laughs> it's, like, it's insane. It's absolutely it crazy because it's just this weird little virtual world. But at the same time, it's wonderful because then we get to connect with different people. And I think it's a beautiful tool. Yeah, it's just kind of learning how to not put so much pressure on it. Because I yeah. think a lot of people are putting a lot of pressure on it. Yeah, is it working for us or are we working for it? It's kind of like, okay, who's, <laughs> who's serving who here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, who controls who? Oh, yeah, it's a funny one. Well, so I I know that you ha- that you're a yoga instructor as well and that you do coaching and stuff and you've just shared that you moved to LA. How is all that going to affect your business? What are you seeing moving forward for yourself or are you yet? I mean, everything I do is, from home and from my computer. So I'm lucky that I can kind of work wherever I am. Yeah, I haven't actually taught yoga in a while. It's been maybe like a year since I've taught. I've done little like pop up classes here and there. And I really love that. But it's never going to be my full time gig. Right. <laughs> uh, I love writing and I love the life coaching work that I do. That's, that's where I'm really focused right now. So just going to continue doing that and see where it takes me. Well, you might also connect with another former guest we have, Callie Alexander. I believe she's in L.A. And she her podcast is in our library. It's about yoga for the masses. And she is so passionate about taking yoga everywhere she can. And she's done very public yoga classes, like off the freeway banks and stuff, having as oh many gosh. people as can come and do yoga. So I, I, I heard about her all the way here in Texas and said, I've got to have you on the show. She's high, high energy, loves yoga. She might be a, a kindred soul for you to connect with and meet in. Awesome. LA that can help you find other yoga enthusiasts and, and kind of <laughs> connect in a little better to your new home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yoga is a wonderful, it's a wonderful community thing too. Like yeah. whenever I go somewhere new, I love checking out the yoga studios around me and it's always really friendly and nice. Yeah, I love yeah. it. <laughs> well, there's no shortage of, of like-spirited people in LA, I think, for you to connect mm-hmm. with. Yeah, it's a pretty incredible city. It's kind of a it's a funny city because it's so uh, entertainment focused and everyone's doing like, the other day I went to the beach with my friend and it was like, I don't know, a Tuesday midday. And I was like, why are so many people here? Like <laughs> so many people have jobs. Like what's everyone doing? He's like, no, everyone has weird jobs. Like me and you <laughs> like, <laughs> weird hours. like, Pretty much no one here has a nine to five. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> it's a city of like musicians and actors and yeah. writers. And it's, it's such an interesting place to be. But yeah, I really love it. Well, that's good. I'm glad. <laughs> well, so you yeah. prefer to write in shorter pieces like articles or do you see yourself moving into books and things? I definitely like writing uh, little shorter pieces and little bite-sized poems. Um if I ever did write a book, it would be a collection of essays and or a collection of poems. Yeah, I think maybe it's also because I am a millennial. <laughs> Our attention spans these days are just so <laughs> non-existent. Yeah. Um, so I like reaching people in little short bursts. Uh, yeah, like I really like writing poetry because it's such an intense, little bit like some of the most powerful poems I've ever read are little haikus right you know, or like tiny tiny little poems so I think it's really nice to make an impact in a in a short way but I would love to I would love to write a book at some point but it would definitely be a collection of shorter pieces 
Well, and like you said, I mean, I think most people's attention span, even the ones of us that aren't millennials, we've gotten shorter <laughs> attention spans just by virtue of everything being a right now kind of society. So, yeah, and we're yeah. so inundated with data. It's like, if, if it's longer than three minutes, it's going to go on hold until I'm at home and have couch time to actually play the longer yeah. videos. <laughs> if it's longer than yeah. a page, it's going to go on hold. And I have a lot of stuff on hold until I have more time to get to it. So I think those mm -hmm. short pieces are really great for us at this point in time yeah 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 just a little a little short short little burst to your brain <laughs> it's nice. so what kind of it's clients do you work with for your coaching oh gosh um very different people have reached out to me through that it's been really interesting everyone i mean all of my clients are dealing with such different things but the root of all of it is vulnerability and them wanting me to guide them into feeling like it's okay for them to be more vulnerable with themselves or with the people around them. Um, and whether it's through navigating like romantic stuff, relationship stuff, or overcoming addiction or making changes in their lives because they're unhappy with what they're doing, like whatever it is, the stem of all of it is that they're scared to really live their truth yeah. and be vulnerable with themselves and other people but they've all come to me very different kind of like surface issues if that makes sense but the root of it has all been the same so it's been really interesting to see these different people show up and obviously I have like very different conversations with all of them I don't really have like a set right this is what we're going to talk about in session one and this is what we're going to talk about in session two like it's kind of like I have an idea of where I want to go but I always just kind of let them take me where they need to go because I'm not going to try and push them to go somewhere that they don't need to be. Yeah. So everyone's kind of shown up for different reasons, but the root of it all has been the same. And how do you get your clients? They've just reached out to me. Through um, your writing and through your other work? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people have just read my writing and it's resonated with them for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. It's like kind of mind blowing to me that I'm just sharing my day-to-day -day life and what's going on with me and people are recognizing that like my one of my first clients he reached out to me and it was really funny he was like oh, you know what I've been I've been going through all these things and kind of having a difficult time in my life right now and just been following your work for a few months and I saw that you like went through this breakup or whatever and it's like wow like she's dealing with that a lot better than I would have <laughs> <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, I was like, at the time that I wrote those things, I was probably like on the floor crying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I mean, I just hold a space for people to navigate whatever's going on in their lives and kind of as an outside perspective, I can help them shift their point of view or see where maybe they're holding themselves back or where maybe they could be a little bit more open and honest with themselves. And I mean, often people want to be vulnerable and open with themselves but then when it comes down to it they will get really defensive or they'll be like I don't know what you're talking about or some people have gotten like angry at me in the middle of our conversations and then been really quiet for 10 minutes yeah and then been like sorry <laughs> <laughs> I was ignoring some stuff there <laughs> yep. yeah <laughs> so yeah that's been it's been so so interesting and so rewarding. I love working with people in that way. I've always been very intuitive with people and I've always 
been able to see people where they're at and kind of take myself out of the picture to help them navigate whatever they're going through. So it's nice to actually do that as my job. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I can sense that you're really good at it too, that you just, I think the biggest part is having the heart open, right? So that you can feel where they're at and, and they know that you've created a loving space for them to see what they may not be comfortable looking at yet. Yeah. People just want to be seen. And I think I have an ability to really see people. Yeah. Um, and often when someone else really sees you, you can see yourself I like and the whatever way you you're hiding that. from. Yeah, absolutely. I love the way you put that. People hide from a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's scary. It's scary to be honest with yourself. Yeah, it is. But you know, I guess as I've been going through this, it's become scarier for me not to look at it. It's like, mm-hmm. if I, because I know what it can grow into. I There was stuff that I didn't mm-hmm. look at for a very long time. And when I finally pulled it out, it had turned into a great big monster because I'd been ignoring it for so long. And yeah. so it's like, no, I'm more afraid of not looking at it and having it grow while it's being ignored. That's I'd, the thing. That's the thing. Yep. As soon as you kind of begin yeah. and make those steps to really look at whatever you're hiding from, you realize it's actually so much more damaging to hide from it. Even if in the short term, it seems really overwhelming and terrifying, in the long run, it's going to be much nicer than letting something kind of fester under the surface. So what feels scary now often isn't isn't really too bad. (laughs) You're absolutely right. I've so much enjoyed visiting with you today. I like to, well, first off, let me ask you, do you have any events or anything planned yet in the LA area? No, nothing yet. Just settling in here. Um, (laughs) Yeah, work-wise, everything is just just remote, nothing on the ground yet. Well, that's plenty. Remote is fine. That's what gives you the luxury to be able to move <laughs> around, right? So they can reach out yeah. to you through AnnabelleBlythe.com if they want to work with you, right, or more, no more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a little, um, I have a sort of uh, little intake form on my website. If um, people are interested in talking to me about life coaching or understanding what I do, I usually just do little half-hour consultations with people to see if we're a good fit for each other. And if that conversation goes well, and I think I can help them and they think I can help them, then they go from there. It's a very like collaborative thing. So yeah, if anyone's interested, there's a form on my website they can fill out. Perfect. Well, I'd like to end my interview as I do all of them by asking you if you have a parting thought you'd like to leave our listeners with today. Mm, A parting thought. Just be honest with yourselves today, whatever you're going through, just be open and Say the things that you're afraid to say and speak the things you're afraid to speak of and do what needs to be done. I feel like people are really good at holding themselves back, but it's important that we we stop doing that. (laughs) Yes. And if they can't say it, they can start writing it, right? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) If you're too scared to say it, maybe write it on paper. (laughs) You're a great role model for that and for everything. Thank you so much for your open heart and your... Um, your beautiful sharings that you put out into the world and for all that you are. You're a very bright light. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for holding the space. I really, really enjoyed it. Thank this is my you. first podcast ever. So. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Well, yay. I'm glad we got to have you on our That's show first. Wonderful. Would you like to be a guest on Exploring Possibilities? Drop me a note at info at journeyofpossibilities.com. Thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on Exploring Possibilities.